Welcome to the Real-Time Storytime by Robert R. Ricks. We will get this thing started pretty soon. What I need for you guys right now is just to hold tight. We need to allow people to show up because this show is nothing without the viewers. You see, I require keywords or phrases that you will give me and I will craft a story based off these keywords. I have about two and a half minutes to create the story. And then after I create the story, I have to see if I got all of the keywords in, at least 10 of them. We try to have at least 10 to 14 keywords, and I attempt to get all of them in, but if I can get at least 10, it's a good day. Now, I know you guys are going to have some really crazy ones. Now, I do need to warn any new viewers. The existing crew that comes here on a regular basis are filthy, nasty motherfuckers with foul language. Language is going to be a problem. You might want to check out now because these stories, nine times out of ten, are extremely vulgar, sometimes violent, oftentimes very weird, and sometimes funny. Alright, we'll get this thing started pretty soon. Hang tight. What's up, Sitches? It's your boy, Robert R. Ricks. We're doing this uh, live on YouTube. Some of you folks are catching this after the fact, either on the website, realtimestorytime.com, or you're checking it out as a podcast on uh, Spotify, iTunes, etc. So I'm going to make sure I try to um, read out the comments as I see them and stuff and uh, call it out and be kind of sensitive to the facts 
some of you guys might not actually be watching it on a screen, might just be listening to it. So this is the real-time story time <clears throat> where we get together at least once a week and the audience gives me some keywords or phrases or something along those lines. Uh, try to get at least 10 of those. Uh, sometimes we get up to 14, 15, but my goal is to take those words, craft them into a story and uh, try to uh, do some stuff. No, Tenchi, we, we need to, um, yeah, no, we need to, um, get it to phrase that makes sense or a set of keywords or a keyword, something like zombie tools, wielding werewolf, anti-hero. That's no, we're, we're going to stop doing those types of things because I end up cheating on those and just say, you know, he came across a website and saw the title was zombie tools, wielding werewolf, anti-hero. So it's not really, um, that's not really conducive to the story and it doesn't really help um, anything because I just find some cheap way to use it. It's not like there's ever a real challenge there. So if you want to say zombie tools, that's fine. If you want to say, uh, you know, werewolf, you know, anti-hero, anything like that, that's fine. But um, these ambiguous, weird sets of words, no, I'm not going to do those anymore just because, like I said, I just end up not even really thinking about them, not even really trying to craft that as part of a story. I just say, you know, some fat fuck walked by with a t-shirt that said zombie tools wielding werewolf anti-hero and it had a fat pudgy uh, werewolf with a wicked blade on it. It's it just, it's not a challenge. So um, pick one or throw something else out there once we do it if, if you're going to bounce out you're just going to drop something and leave that's fine i know backwoods does that quite often um because you know he's got to run off to work or something else and you're going to bed because you're over on the other side of the pond so that's understandable so if you want to go ahead and drop those that's fine i've already got a keyword from uh, my wife uh she's thrown in the keyword shrooms so um, if you guys uh, want to now for people that are listening uh, a lot of times what will start the process of the keywords would be something like this please submit your words now okay and then you'll hear some music while that music is happening that's them uh, giving me keywords I write these keywords down and then after that is said and done then what I do is um, uh, I have a couple of minutes to actually figure a story out. Uh, for the ones that are here live, you will see uh, chat your keywords at the very top there. That's when you can let me know um, you're doing it. But like I said earlier, uh, Tenchi is going to take off and um, sometimes Backwoods has to take off as well. So they often will leave a word and then take off. But for the rest of us, when you see this and you hear the audio tone, that's when it's time to do it. And then... Um, I will put things together and then we'll start the story out um, and we'll go from there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get it going. So boom. Please submit your words now. And so we've already got, we've already got shrooms and Tenshi has elected to do werewolf anti-hero. Kind of lingus, huh?
Gucci. Oh wow, parasite fetus. Holy shit! All right, tension later. Parasite fetus. Okay. Feel free to throw in some more guys. We've got uh, five so far. We still need another five. We got dog turds and soul sucking. <laughs> um, well, that's six. Dog turds is six from Backwoods. Catatonic. Catatonic. Okay. And then we got soul sucking. And we got catatonic. Soul sucking is Vix. Catatonic Irene. So I still need uh, two more guys. Okay. And maybe I'll take one of Tenchi's other words. I'll take that fucking uh, zombie. Huh? I'll take his zombie tools. No, I don't think I've done zombie tools. Zombie tools. Uncle Fucker from South Park. Fuck, I'm not familiar with the uh, the show very well. Uncle Fucker from South Park. From South Park. Okay. Um, backwards. What was that one right there? Uh, Yak Blind. Con. Consinus. Blind Consinus. Su. Susinus. Blind Consciousness? I don't know what that would mean. You know what? Let's take Blind. Since that secondary word, I don't know what that is. I'm just going to take blind. That'll be number 11. Okay. Blind. And then uh, we'll go yak. Alright, so. The words. Shit. The words we got for today. This is going to be an interesting one, I think. Uh, we got shrooms. 
uh, from Irene. We got Werewolf Antihero from Tenchi. We got Kungalingus. Cunnilingus. Kungalingus? Cunnilingus. You know, say Cunnilingus? That's basically eating pussy, right? Yeah. I'm just asking. I just want to make sure because I know you can help me with that. All right. So Cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> And Gucci. Now, is that Gucci? I think the spelling is wrong there, but I think... G-U-C-C-I? No, it's G-O-O-C-H-I, but I think somebody might have either spelled it wrong or they might have meant, like, it's Gucci. Like, you know, like, it's all Gucci. What? Gucci, Gucci. Or Gucci is, like, is G-U-C-C-I? That's, like That's the brand, right? That's the brand. Yeah, can you clarify while I finish reading the rest of the words here? Uh, parasite fetus... Make sure I got the parasite fetus. Yeah, parasite fetus. Um, and that's basically the fetus that eats its twin, right? Or does it, is that a, a yes. that's what that is, right? There's like twins, but one of the twins is eating the other twin. It's not really eating, it's absorbing. Absorbing all the nutrients yeah. so that the other one yeah, doesn't make it. Um, okay. And then we got dog turds, soul sucking, catatonic, zombie tools. Uncle, Uncle Fucker from South Park and Blind. Yeah, Gucci. Okay, so he spelled it G-U-C-C-I. Okay, so the brand. the brand. Okay, brand Gucci. G-U-C-C-I. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's see. All right, so this is the point. So again, we got Shrooms, Werewolf, Antihero, Kungalingus, uh, Gucci, Parasite, Fetus, Dog Turds, Soul sucking, catatonic, zombie tools, Uncle Fucker from South Park, and blind. So I, at this particular moment, have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and start some music, start figuring it out. This is going to be interesting, I think, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, it will go with uh, this one, maybe? No, this one. Yeah, I guess we'll do this one. Let's see what this uh, helps me figure out here. Um, Alright, so I'm thinking... Lingus, fetus. I think the fetus is going to be a decisive factor. Catatonic. And... Okay. And Gucci, okay.
Holy shit. Okay, I think I um I think I have a story. Uh you can see I've written down some notes down here in the bottom and those notes are kind of the things I'm going to use to guide me through this story. Um and as I use a keyword if i can remember while i do it i will flash this puppy right here and i need to turn this guy off there we go um i will flash this for the people that are watching and then for the folks that are listening after the fact you're just going to have to keep an ear out for them uh, i'm not going to put an audio tone or anything like that in there i think that's a little too distracting but uh, again the keywords are shrooms werewolf anti-hero uh, uh, Gucci, uh, parasite fetus, dog turds, soul sucking, uh, catatonic, zombie tools, uncle fucker from South Park, and blind. Okay. Oh my lord, this is going to be interesting. All right. I forgot one of my key things here forgot a couple of names so I have to do Sam Shelly and Jason okay uh, and let's put another name in here uh, let's just do a Ryan fuck it okay all right, I got my names in here those are kind of important because without names you can't really do your fucking uh, 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 your stories. You know, Yak, I do want to check that out, the uh, Nosferatu thing, but uh, we'll see. We'll go on. Um, all right. <clears throat> I couldn't believe the craziness that was happening around me. We were in the air, spinning, flipping, bits of gra glass, debris flying through the air, pelting my face. I could smell burnt rubber. Everything was moving in super slow motion how is this happening one minute I'm sitting there peeking out happy as hell experiencing the world through eyes that I never knew I had with my best friend Shelly we had a couple of boys with us she had managed to step away from her life as a mother and we were rekindling the friendship revisiting old times and I was shocked when she had handed out a bag of shrooms I was like are you serious you're a mom now and she had said can you think of a better reason for me not to do these and I laughed so when we had taken them we had our dates in the car with us 
Shelly had a very bad relationship with the baby daddy, and to say it was tragic would be an understatement. And she had dark circles under her eyes and was always fatigued whenever I would see her. And I had thought perhaps it was because motherhood was fucking hard, very hard. Not that I knew anything about it, no. I had been living my life carefree, enjoying it, savoring every moment, moment, living life to the end, straight YOLO. I had a regular job working as a bartender, and I was also in school. I was training to become a cop. But that was neither here nor there, because at the moment, we were flipping through the air, and I didn't know what was going to happen. It was a bit awkward. Jason was in between my legs and he had been pleasing me with a righteous round of Kungalingus before the accident had occurred. I don't know what caused it. All I know is we were spinning, flipping, and I, all I could think about was, I hope he doesn't bite my clit off. Suddenly everything came to a screeching halt and a crash and an explosion of metal, dirt, concrete, everything suddenly had volume and energy all of its own. Everything went dark. I could hear the sound of something creaking, spinning maybe? I don't know. I opened my eyes, strained, sat up. Jason was dead. It was obvious. You might ask yourself, how can you tell if somebody is dead? Well, when their body is completely ripped in half and their blood is covering you, it's a pretty safe bet that they're dead. In a panic, I looked in the front. Where was Shelly? My heart sank. She was also dead. How did I know? The blank expression on her eyes, staring at me absently, told me everything I needed to know. But I was in doubt. I reached forward. I pressed my hand on her neck. My hand slid into a gaping wound that I had not seen as I had reached around. Horrified, I pulled my hand back. Then I thought, the driver. I looked. He too was dead. Somehow I had managed to survive even though I did not have a seatbelt on or anything else. Then I thought about her son. Oh my god. What about Ryan? Who's going to look after Ryan? And her dog. Who the fuck is going to look after her dog? I know. Odd thoughts, right? Your best friend and two other people dead. And you're thinking about her son, which completely understandable. And then the fucking dog. Wow. It was too surreal. I couldn't figure out what to do. Then I thought, damn it. Maybe I'm hurt. Maybe I'm so fucked up. I don't know how bad I'm hurt. I felt around my body. I looked down. I hurt. I knew that much. I had been tossed around. It was pretty easy to tell. I had lots of very angry bruises and marks around my body. I looked on my thigh and realized he must have done a lot of damage as he bounced around as well because I had small cuts and lacerations that went through the panties that were down at my thigh. I got embarrassed. I pulled them up as quick as I could. I pulled my skirt up as well. And then I saw the Gucci bag sitting there. 
all of the content spread about. I don't know why, but I felt it was somewhat important to regather all of my belongings and put it back in my bag. Then I thought, what if this fucking car blows up? I struggled to get out. The car miraculously was sitting in the proper position. The door wouldn't open, but the windows were burst. So I climbed through those. Clumsily, I fell out. I rolled, and I sat on the curb. In the distance, I could hear the wailing of the um, emergency vehicles coming. Somebody had obviously saw the accident and called 911. As they came closer, I started to fixate and focus on my friend's body. From the position on the curb, I could see the cut. It extended from the back of her ear down along her neck, shattered her clavicle, and had continued down towards her breast, which was obscured by her shirt, which was bright crimson red. I started to sob, and I sobbed more, and then suddenly I just sat there staring. Hands were upon me suddenly, and I couldn't realize what was going on. Who are these people? I sat there catatonic, not thinking, not moving, just existing for a moment. And the next thing I knew, I was in the hospital. And my mom was standing there too, looking at me, curiously. Mom? Yes, honey. They're dead. I know. What happened? They don't know. But somehow the car lost control and hit the center, divide and flipped and it's a miracle you're alive. Oh my God. What about Ryan? Don't worry about him. There's protective services over there and they're going to take care of everything. No, no, no. I promised, I promised Shelly that if anything ever happened to her, I would look after her son. That's a lot of responsibility, honey. I don't care. I promised her. You know everything she went through to keep the baby. My mom looked down, then looked away. Shelly had been like my sister. She had spent quite a bit of time at my house with me and my mom. When she had gotten pregnant, she had twins. And it was a miracle that Ryan even lived. He had what was called a parasite fetus that sat with him that was taking most of the nutrients away from him. But then suddenly, everything had turned around and he became the strong one and he was able to be born while his sister, his twin sister, died at childbirth. I really don't think you're up for this, Sam. Mom, I owe it to her. I promised her. You have your whole life ahead of you. You're in school. You're not ready to be a mother. Mom, how old were you when you had me? That's beside the point. I'm a different person than you are. Oh, what? You think I'm a fuck up? You don't think I can do it? Oh, no. I know you'll do it. I know you'll be good at it. But then you will sacrifice all of your dreams, everything you've worked for. It's not worth it, honey. There are people that will take care of him. Mom, he's family. That's that. Really? How much time have you actually spent with that boy? I was ashamed. I had spent next to no time with him, really. But it wasn't my fault. Shelly was weird. She would always look after her son and granted he had needs 
after all, he was blind. And that was one of the side effects of the parasitic, fet parasitic fetus that lived with him. There were some developmental issues that had happened inside of the womb. And he, when he came out, they discovered his eyes, oh, his eyes, they were always white. And he was blind. But the few times that I did spend with him, he was a delight. He was always soft-spoken and fun. Honey, I don't think you're ready for it. I don't. Mom, I'm going to take care of him. Okay? That's it. I spent the rest of the week healing up, and my mom had respected my wishes and had retrieved Ryan and told the authorities that I would be caretaker of him, that I would sign up all the paperwork and everything else, and a woman stopped by and I filled out all the proper paperwork to make it official. There I was, now looking after a nine-year-old blind boy that I knew next to nothing about, really. After Shelley had given birth to him, she had spent time away. I had seen her for five years later, and it was as if no time had passed. That's how it is with really close friends. You could be with them 24-7 and then be apart for large gaps of time, but then when you come back together, it's as if no time had passed at all. That was the kind of friendship we had. I loved her deeply. Her being gone created this soul-sucking void in my life. Even though I hadn't spent a lot of time with her on a daily basis, I always had in the back of my mind, if I ever needed her, she was always just a call away. I was very sad about that. When I got home, I walked in and I saw Ryan sitting in front of the TV, which always amazed me. How could a blind kid enjoy TV as much as he did? Mom, why is he just sitting in front of the TV? There was a cartoon of some sort on, and he turned, almost faced me, almost as a regular visioned person would be able to. And he blurted out without missing a beat. I love watching South Park. Right now, Uncle Fucker from South Park is on, and he makes me laugh. Uncle Fucker, I said. My mom tilted her head, shook it. You got your hands full, honey. And she walked into the kitchen and started working on a meal. I walked over, sat on the couch, and as I did, I looked, saw a few dog turds on the ground. Oh, the dog. You got the dog too, Mom? Yeah, I sure did. Snickers is a lovely dog, although he does like to poop everywhere. <sighs> this was going to be a handful, I realized. Okay. Hey, Ryan, come here for a second. He did, and he sat down. How are you doing, kid? I'm okay. No, seriously. How you doing? Is she really gone? Yes. For good, for good? Yes, for good, for good. Because sometimes things don't stay dead. What do you mean? Well, sometimes things don't stay dead. Sometimes they die, but it's not forever die. I'm not following you. You'll see. 
It happens all the time. Maybe mommy is not forever dead. Maybe mommy is only temporary dead. I nodded, dismissed it. Children sometimes had odd queer ways of dealing with things, and perhaps this was his way of dealing with it, thinking that it was just a temporary situation. I decided to let him think that way for the time being, to allow him to adjust, and then we would get counseling, and perhaps that would ease things a little bit. Did you get everything from the house, Mom? Yeah, honey, I did. All of his stuff is there inside the spare room, and uh, I didn't quite know what to do with... I knew. I nodded. I'll take care of it, Mom. I went into my bedroom, and there were boxes and bags and things of that nature spread out across the bed. I knew this was all of Shelley's belongings. I was surprised. I thought there'd be more, but there weren't. Huh. Is this odd? On the bed, there was a rifle bag. Large, long. We had gone shooting as kids and things like that, and I really wasn't too surprised about it, so I didn't touch it. I left that alone, figuring there was probably some kind of a rifle or something inside of it, and there was no need to look at it. I opened up the boxes, and some of the other bags had a bunch of her clothing in there, and I decided I would just tuck that to the side, and when I felt strong enough, I would take it and donate it. But for the time being, it would go nowhere but my closet. The little moment that I had opened it, I could smell her. It's funny how you realize that some people have certain smells. I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean this in the most positive way you could ever imagine. When somebody is gone, you grasp desperately for any semblance, any reminder of them. And those bags, they smelled of her. And I began to cry again. I turned around, and Ryan was standing there, almost as if he were staring at me. Don't be sad. I... I can't help it. I wiped the tears away. He walked to me. No cane. I noted it. He sat next to me, an inch away, perfectly. Ryan, where's your cane? I only use it when I go outside. Why don't you use it inside? You haven't been here very long. Oh, I don't need to use it inside. I can find my way around fine. And he leaned in, and he hugged me. I hugged him back. I cried then. I sobbed hard. I couldn't hold it. He looked so much like her. Don't cry. It's not that bad. Things are going to be okay. You'll see. I smiled at him. I worried. I knew there were stages of grief, and I wondered how bad it would be for this poor child. I put the rest of the bags away, and I sat with him. Are you hungry? He nodded. Yeah, I'm very hungry. Fine, let's eat. So he walked in. Mom had plates set out. We sat down, and we ate in relative silence. I looked at him. I noted, even as he ate, there was no fumbling, no oddness. Even without his eyes, he knew where the fork was. He knew where the knife was. He knew how to cut the meat. He put the food perfectly on the fork into his mouth. My mom noted it too. 
She looked at me, inquisitively. I shrugged. I hadn't spent enough time with him, obviously. But he was more than capable. We realized that. Um, I'm tired now. Can I go to sleep? Sure. I led him into his room, tucked him in. Can you tell me a story? I looked at him. Uh, I don't know any real stories. I don't have any books around either. Tell you what, tomorrow we can go grab some books and... Is that what your mommy used to do? She used to read to you stories? Sometimes. She had a real fun story she used to tell me all the time, though. Yeah? Yeah. It was about my dad. Your dad? What did she tell you about your dad? Oh, he was... He was a hero. He was a very special hero. That's why I'm special. Really? Mm-hmm. Describe him. Well, he was a werewolf. Oh! Your dad was a werewolf. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, a good guy. But he wasn't really a bad guy. He's kind of like a bad good guy. Oh, you mean like an anti-hero? I don't know. I don't think that's the word Mommy used. But he would do really, really bad things, but for good people. Okay, so you're trying to tell me that your daddy was a werewolf anti-hero. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, my daddy used to do things, and he used to help people. But then the bad people, he would bite them, and he would rip them apart, and he would eat their hearts. I thought, wow. Jesus Christ, Shelly. What kind of fucking stories did you tell your son? Okay, honey. That's crazy, but... I think maybe we'll find some other stories. Uh, maybe something a little bit more appropriate to your age. Well, you don't like werewolves? I think werewolves are really neat. You know, the fact that they can suddenly transform and be able to do really amazing things like climb walls and see in the dark and smell bad people and hunt them down and, and make the world better. Uh-huh. Yeah, I suppose you're right, but they have to kill people, and killing is bad. Yeah, but bad people kill, so if you take bad people and you kill the bad people, then the bad people can't kill the good people. I nodded. Yeah, I suppose that's right, but still, that's not something that you should want to do. If possible, you don't want to hurt people. You don't want to kill people. Death? <sighs> Death is final. If you kill something, they don't come back. Oh, that's not right. I started to get angry. I fought the urge to correct him. You know what, Ryan? It's late. Why don't you go ahead and go to sleep? I'm going to talk with my mom. Okay. And he turned and he went to sleep. I walked back, closed the door just ever so slightly. No, 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 no. Leave the door open. I like a little bit of light. Okay. I walked over, left the door slightly ajar, left the hallway light on, 
went back into the kitchen. My mom was doing the dishes. Mom, did you notice? Yeah, I did. He's pretty handy for a little blind kid, huh? Is that possible, though? I don't know, honey. I once saw this colored kid used to make this clickety-click noise, and he was able to move around no problem. And he was riding bicycles and everything else. Mom, you don't call them colored people, okay? That's, that's fucking racist. Okay, a little black kid. Is that better? Yeah, I suppose it's better. Whatever. So, you're telling me a, a little black blind kid was able to see his way around by clicking? Yeah, it was like a bat or something. He used some kind of sonar. Yeah, but Mom, Ryan doesn't do that. It's like he just instinctively knows where things is. Yeah. Huh. Well, shit, maybe you can make you one of them YouTube channels or something, and, you know, maybe you can make some money off the blind kid. Mom, ever tell you sometimes you're really fucked up? Yeah, whatever. She finished the dishes. She walked away, turned the TV channel, plopped down, and started to drink her drink. I sat at the kitchen table, thinking. <sighs> I went back into my bedroom, retrieved some of her stuff, started going through it, and then I found a journal. Part of me paused. A journal. That was sacred. You didn't fucking read other people's journals. But she was dead, and I had questions about her son. Hmm. I put the journal to the side, fought the temptation, and continued going through the rest of her belongings, sorting things out, what was definitely going to be donated, and what might be important to keep and salvage for her son that maybe he would want something of his mom later. I found a photo album, and that broke me. There were tons of pictures I went through. There were pictures of me and her growing up. There were pictures of us in high school. And I laughed. I had forgotten about some of the crazy shit we had done. Reliving those memories was the hardest I could ever imagine doing. It hurt every single one of them. Finally, fatigued, I went to put the photo album away. It slipped off my thigh, landed on the floor, opened up near the end of the binder. Inside, I saw a large man covered with tattoos, and he looked very hairy. He had hair on his chest, his arms. There was a picture that I could see of his back. Even his back was covered in hair. He had one of those quasi-unibrows, and I laughed. That's why she called him a werewolf, because he looked like a werewolf. <laughs> that makes sense. I picked it up, studied the man in the picture. Interesting. She actually kept photos of him. Weird. Hmm. So I folded it, closed it, put it away. I told myself when I was stronger, I'd go back through it. I saw the gun rifle, I mean the rifle bag, considered it. Something was sitting at an odd angle. I pulled it out, laid it on a bed, unzipped it. Inside was a large sword, heavily used. On the bottom of it, it had a ZT. Huh, I wonder what this is. I went quickly to my laptop, figured maybe this was something of value. Researched it and saw that it was a zombie tool Mac Daddy O blade. Oh, interesting. It's a zombie tools blade.
wonder why she'd have this. That's when I noted it was heavily used. And at the very top of it, there was a bit of hair, maybe? I pulled it off and it fought me for a second and it peeled off with a sticky and I looked. It was a piece of scalp. This had chopped into somebody's head. The realization hit me. I put the blade back. That's mine. I looked. Ryan had startled me. He was standing there. Hey, kiddo. What are you doing? Well, I heard you open my bag. And I figured you'd have questions about my sword. Honey, this is not your sword. Oh, it is my sword, though. Watch. He walked over to the bag, which I had put to the side of the closet. One hand grabbed it, brought it back to the bed, unzipped it, pulled the blade out, stood in front of me, and began to deftly twirl and spin it. I stared in amazement. How? Oh, this is just a practice. You should see when I'm... Well, you'll see. It's really fun. But even right now, I can do this. And he spun it in the air, and it came down, and he caught it, and he jumped, and he did the amazing acrobatics that I did not think he would be able to do. How did you learn that? Mommy taught me. Your mommy taught you that? Yep. But... And I thought, I had never really asked Shelly what she did for a living. It was odd. Seems like every time conversations of career or whatever popped up, she would always change the topic into something else. And I realized how deftly she did that. How amazingly adept she was at changing the subject. Whenever things would come around her activities outside of hanging out. And granted, we only hung out recently, maybe once or twice a year. Huh. That's very interesting. Do you know what day it is? I said it's Friday. Yes, but do you know the moon cycles? Uh, no. I guess I could look it up. Can you look it up? Mommy usually tells me what the moon is. Why is that important? You'll see. Can you check for me? Because it feels right, but if it's not, then sometimes I hurt myself. Okay. My mom walked into the room, curious what we were talking about, and saw him holding the sword almost as big as he was. What the hell is going on here? Mom relaxed. Oh, I'm sorry. He spun, twirled the blade in the air, caught it, kneeled with it, put it on the ground, retrieved the bag, slid it, put the blade back in, zipped it. So fluid, so agile. My mom's eyes were wide. She looked at me. I looked at her. I grabbed the laptop, looked it up. Oh, it says we're like one day away from full moon. Why? Oh, okay. That's good. That's the safe zone. I can do it then. Do what? Well, I kind of want to see you guys, but you got to promise not to freak out. Um, 
okay? Because if I do this, then I'll know for sure is mommy is only kind of dead or if mommy is dead dead. I nodded. Okay. So you're going to do something to figure out if your mommy is dead dead or kind of dead. I won't freak out. My mom snickered, tilted her head, sneered slightly. Yeah, I promise I won't freak out. Okay, watch this. He got down on all fours. The dog walked in for a moment, tilted his head, looked. Then suddenly the dog realized something we did not. The dog yipped, ran out of the room. He does that. He's a scaredy cat. Okay. Suddenly, I watched as his forearms began to thicken. Little bitty bits of baby hair began to appear and grow, starting at the base of his wrist and rolled as a wave up his elbows to his shoulders to be lost in the top of his shirt. His neck popped once, popped again, and suddenly lengthened. What the one second and all of a sudden it happened I don't know what extended what transformed what blew out first but bits of skin landed on the ground and suddenly before us looked almost at first glance as a wolf a large wolf and then the wolf stood. There was no small child standing there anymore. What stood before us was a six foot three werewolf. There was no other way to say it. I knew no other way to say it. My mom collapsed. It was too much for her mind to process. Ryan spun. Uh oh. He could talk. Granted, it was more raspy, growly, but he could talk. Uh-oh. Uh, her heart is making weird noises. Shit. I ran over. I started to do CPR. Um, uh, don't worry. She'll be okay. Watch this. He knelt down. He placed his palm on her chest. We saw energy, light, flow from his hand to her chest. She gasped once. She looked up. What? He goes, uh-oh, sleep. Sleep, you sleep. He put his hand over her face. And again, more energy. And she fell asleep. What? I have never even heard of a werewolf being able to do that. Oh, we can do lots of things. Do you know where mommy's at? Honey... Your mommy has been dead for a long time now. Yeah, but I can still hear her. Where is she at? It's faster if you tell me. Because if you don't tell me, then I have to go look. And sometimes when I have to go look, bad things happen. Um, yeah, okay, honey. She is at, and I went and retrieved the information. She was still being prepared for funeral for the burial so we knew what um area she was her body was being prepared uh oh so 
We better hurry up then. How do we get there? You're just going to have to hold on to my back. What do you mean? Just trust me. You're going to have to hold on to my back and don't let go of my neck no matter what. Um, okay. This was ludicrous. Maybe there was some remnants of the shrooms in my system that was causing me to have a bad trip because there was no fucking way in hell this was happening. I grabbed onto his neck, held on. I could feel his pulse. It was so strong, so powerful. He glanced back towards me and his eyes, they were there. They were solid, but they were there. He was seeing me. All right, hold on, okay? He walked, slid the back door, jumped out of the window. We were on the third floor. I screamed for the briefest of moments and felt something shoot past my body from his back. He had fucking wings. Werewolves don't have wings. What the shit? It flapped once, twice. We were in the air. We were moving quickly. We flew. There it is, isn't it? There was a squat square building. I thought, yes, that, yes, I can see the signs. That is the building. Okay, we're going to go on the roof. And then I'm going to go find my mommy. You can wait if you want. I nodded. I thought perhaps that was a good idea. My brain was struggling to process what was going on. He landed. I got off his back. And he went down. He was gone. 25 minutes. I kept looking at my watch. Each minute that passed felt like an hour. Like an hour. Finally, I could hear the door open. And he walked out. Little boy again. He was holding the hand. Holding the hand of Shelly. Shelly looked at me. Hey. Um. You're supposed to be dead. Yeah, I know. Look, there's a lot I'm going to have to explain to you. And it's not going to be on this fucking roof. We need to go. Uh, okay. She goes, you saw what my boy can do? I nodded. Yeah, I saw. Okay, then this won't freak you out. She made a couple of motions in the air and a shimmering window of light appeared and expanded and it turned into some form of a doorway. Come here. Okay. I walked over to her. As I had approached, it had looked like just a single shaft of light. As I stood next to her and looked, I could see my house. My apartment. That's my... She shoved me. I stumbled through and then the light vanished. I turned. They were gone. My mom sat up, groggy. Oh, what the hell? Man, I had this fucking nightmare. You would not believe the shit I saw. I nodded. I looked at her. Where the hell is he? She asked. I looked at her. He's with his mom. What? He's with his mom. Alright, I'm going to end it there. That's where I'm going to end that story for right now. I definitely think we can do a lot more with that. That 
turned out really weird. <laughs> but uh, we got shrooms in there. We got werewolf antihero. We got uh, Kundalingus in there. We got Gucci. We got parasite fetus, uh, dog turds, uh, soul sucking, catatonic, zombie tools, uncle fucker from South Park, and of course, blind. So that is uh, this story and... I don't even really think it's fair to call it a werewolf, really, because um, that shit was really intense. Um, I don't know what that is, really, to be honest with you. That that kid's abilities was pretty dope. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. So uh, that's that's that story. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Uh, I try to stretch these out a little bit longer now, make these a little bit more involved, get them closer to the uh, hour. Uh, so we got 57 minutes in on this. The last thing I wanted to point out is the fact that um, I will be taking some of these uh, real-time story time stories. And um, I'm going to be doing the same treatment that I've been doing for uh, the Novep stuff. So I'm going to take these stories. I'm actually going to pick a few of these, uh, turn them into novellas, and then release them singly. And then after I get like three or four of them, then it will be a full-fledged um uh, anthology. So keep an eye out. Uh, incidentally, the first one that we're going to do is going to be the, uh, the other werewolf story that we did before, uh, Harry's situation. So Harry's situation is going to be the very first story that's going to be turned into a novella. Uh, after that, it's probably going to be, uh, found and lost again, which was the vampire story. Uh, then we're going to be doing the, um, Bronx killer in the woods. That was the, uh, the camp horror story that we did, um, way back when and uh there was another one oh uh yak you'll enjoy this one um the spook spook time uh spook time investigators so that's going to be the uh, fourth one and then probably this particular story right here which i don't have a title for yet but this one was a fun story uh, i didn't think it was going to work out very well i had a loose idea um you know, and what I had here was uh, Samantha Jones, um, pregnant twins, dealing with loss of best friend accident, uh, has her dog and her son, and and then he transforms uh, into a werewolf. And that was thing that I had written down, but it totally went way different. <laughs> so that was totally not the story, but those are the things that I started to uh, uh, write. So that is going to end this episode of the Real Time Story Time. Um, and like I said, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. This was a fun one. I got to figure out a title for it, figure out some artwork for it, and then I will put it up online and it will be available obviously on YouTube, but then it will also be available on realtimestorytime.com and then uh, also on realtimestorytime.com when the novellas come out, that's where they will be available. Uh, the Novep stories, there's three of those right now. There is um, uh, Three Simple Rules, which is kind of a love story with a twist. Then there is um, Rusted Blade, The Rusted Blade, which is my take on a modern-day story tale with a, a, a little interesting twist in there. And then the one that's being um, edited right now uh, by Lyra um, is called Infernal Justice. And those will be on NovEps.com. And that, uh, for people that are listening, is N-O-V... EPS.com. I'm going to put it in here for uh, the rest of you folks like that um, so you guys can check that out 
and that's where a lot of the the writing stuff's going to be at. Also, robertricks.com slash author has kind of uh, projects in in play, and of course, uh, my current book that's out right now is called Magic Really Sucks, Volume 1, Revelation, and you can go to magicreallysucks.com for more information on that. That is a trilogy, and that full trilogy will be available this year. So book one is out right now by Black Rose Writing. Book two will probably be dropping... Uh, end of June and then end of June, mid-July, somewhere around there and then the final book will drop probably in October so you will be able to get all three of the full novels those are not novellas, those are full-fledged novels each one's 300 plus words each or pages each um, if it's 300 words, that'd be some small-ass fucking stories, right? So 320 plus pages uh, and that one is um, you know, that one was a, a good challenge, that one was a young adult so there is not as much language in there. So folks that uh, are used to the real-time story time with the language and things of that nature, uh, this is a lot more uh, tame. So Magic Really Sucks is uh, the stuff that's out right now, so go check that out. And as uh, Yak has been um, uh, posting inside of here, uh, there is also a tacticalgeek.com. On tacticalgeek.com, we have stuff like uh, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, you name it. There's all kinds of cool stuff on there. Everything that I touch and work on, um, including stuff like this. This is the hoodie for the real-time story time. Um, that stuff's all available on Nav, uh, not on NavEps, on TacticalGeek.com. So check that stuff out. Again, thank you guys very much. That's going to be the show. We're going to go ahead and do the outro now. I appreciate you guys stopping by, hanging out with me. Uh, you got a lot of choices to do on a Sunday, and you guys hang out with me. So thank you very, very much. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And that's it. So I'm going to go ahead and do the outro now, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks.
ಕೊಡ್ತು ಅದೇನಾದ್ರೂ ಅಂತ ಆ 